Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Jeremiah, and we're in chapter 46. Now, chapters 46 through 51 are actually a series of prophecies that Jeremiah makes against different nations. And again, we've discussed that Jeremiah is not written in chronological order. So some of these events technically have already happened at the point in time that we're at in this story. Some of them are still to come in the future. Nevertheless, the Lord spoke through Jeremiah about several different nations. The way that they're listed in the Bible is generally from the west to the east in regard to the nation's proximity on the map. So the first message in chapter 46 is a message concerning Egypt. While I'm not going to go through and read these prophecies word for word, I encourage you to do so. Each of them are similar in that they speak to the destruction that is coming upon each of the nations. The first one, like we said about Egypt, is actually prophesying something that happens to Pharaoh Necho in 604 BC. Like it says in verse 2, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, was defeated at Carchemish on the Euphrates River by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. So at that point in 604 BC, when Babylon actually defeated the Egyptians, they did so in Carchemish, which was in Syria. Later, in 568 BC, the Babylonians actually invaded Egypt and defeated them then. At the end of chapter 46 and verse 27, it says, Do not fear, O Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, O Israel. I will surely save you out of a distant place, your descendants from the land of their exile. Jacob will again have peace and security, and no one will make him afraid. And as you'll remember from the book of Ezra, the deported Jews did return to Jerusalem in 535 B.C. Chapter 47 is a message to the Philistines. And remember, the Philistines lived in the land that today we now call Gaza, which, of course, is on the southwest side of Israel on the Mediterranean Sea. Chapter 48 is a message concerning the Moabites. Remember that Moabites are descendants of Lot and one of his daughters. They had the sons Moab and Ammon. So this chapter not only deals with the Moabites, but also with their god, which they called Chemosh. As a side note, this is one of the pagan gods that Solomon had allowed an altar to be built for. Chapter 49 begins with a message about Ammon. And remember, Ammon was the son of Lot's other daughter. Remember, we had Moab and Ammon now here. These are the people called the Ammonites. And these were people that were neighbors with the Israelites, and they lived on the east side of the Jordan River. King Nebuchadnezzar ends up conquering the Ammonites in the fifth year after the destruction of Jerusalem. In the next part of chapter 49, picking up in verse 7, the message is toward Edom. Remember, the Edomites are the descendants of Esau because Edom was Esau's nickname. They became known as the Edomites. And remember, he was the one that sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. In verse 23, we pick up with a message about Damascus. And Damascus was the capital city of Syria, which is just northeast of Israel. Picking up in verse 28, we get a message about Kedar and Hazor, and not very much is known about these people. The chapter ends with a message about Elam, and we know that ancient Elam was located east of the Tigris River in Mesopotamia. And finally, chapters 50 and 51 are a message that Jeremiah gives about Babylon. 
And remember that the Babylonians are at this point fixing to conquer the Israelites. So that that hasn't yet happened. And here Jeremiah is prophesying about their future destruction. It says, this is the word of the Lord. As it was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet concerning Babylon and the land of the Babylonians. So for two chapters, Jeremiah discusses the things that will come to pass with the destruction of Babylon. What we know about Babylon was that it was one of the most important ancient cities in the Middle East. And I just want to pick out a few passages as we go through chapter 50 and 51 to show what God is saying to his people and what he is saying about the Babylonians. He says, my people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. So he says, so Babylon will be plundered. All who plunder her will have their fill. Basically, that he will in fact repay Babylon for the destruction that they cause to the people of Israel. If we pick up in verse 33, it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. The people of Israel are oppressed, and the people of Judah as well. All their captors hold them fast, refusing to let them go. Yet their Redeemer is strong. The Lord Almighty is his name. He will vigorously defend their cause so that he may bring rest to their land, but unrest to those who live in Babylon. In chapter 51, he says things like, See, I will stir up the spirit of a destroyer against Babylon. Babylon will suddenly fall and be broken. It says the Lord stirs up the kings of the Medes because his purpose is to destroy Babylon. And we know that from the book of Daniel, which we have not yet gotten to, that the next group of people that take over after the Babylonians are the Medes, followed by the Persians. He says later in the chapter, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has devoured us. He has thrown us into confusion. So the Lord says, see, I will defend your cause and avenge you. I will dry up her sea and make her springs dry. Babylon will be a heap of ruins. And then he calls the people out. He says, come out of her, my people. Run for your lives. Run from the fierce anger of the Lord. Do not lose heart or be afraid when rumors are heard in the land. Babylon must fall because of Israel's slain. And says a destroyer will come against Babylon, for the Lord is a God of retribution. He will repay in full. It says then to end the chapter that this is the message that Jeremiah gave. It says that he had written on a scroll all the disasters that would come upon Babylon. So he records all of the prophetic words that the Lord gives him. And then it says, then say, O Lord, you have said you will destroy this place so that neither man nor animal will live in it. It will be desolate forever. When you finish reading this scroll, tie a stone to it and throw it into the Euphrates. Then say, So will Babylon sink to rise no more because of the disaster I will bring upon her and her people will fall. And remember that Babylon is actually about 50 miles south of modern day Baghdad in Iraq. And then this is where the words of Jeremiah end, at the end of chapter 51. It actually says, the words of Jeremiah end here. And then the last chapter in the book of the prophet Jeremiah is chapter 52. It is entitled, The Fall of Jerusalem, and it is the historical account of what happens.
picking up in verse 1. It says Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as Jehoiakim had done. It was because of the Lord's anger that all this happened to Jerusalem and Judah, and in the end he thrust them from his presence. Now Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. So in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. You will probably remember this description from the book of Second Kings in chapter 24 and 25. But the Babylonians built siege works all around the city, and the city was kept under siege until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city had become so severe that there was no food for the people to eat. Then the city wall was broken through, and the whole army fled. They left the city at night and fled towards the Arabah, but the Babylonian army pursued King Zedekiah and overtook him on the plains of Jericho. All his soldiers were separated from him and scattered, and he was captured. He was taken to the king of Babylon, where the king pronounced a sentence on him. There the king of Babylon slaughtered his sons before his eyes. He also killed all the officials of Judah. Then, after having Zedekiah watch that, he put out Zedekiah's eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon, where he put him in prison till the day of his death. Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard who served the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. It said every single important building he burned down. So the temple was destroyed on the 9th of Av in 586 BC. When we get to the book of Lamentations, we will discuss everything else that happens on the 9th of Av. It goes on to say that the Babylonians broke the bronze pillars, the movable stands, and the bronze sea that were at the temple of the Lord and carried all the bronze to Babylon. And then it goes down and lists everything else of value that the Babylonians took away. Then it concludes by saying, So Judah went into captivity, away from her land. And then the chapter ends by telling us what happens to Jehoiachin. It says, In the thirty-seventh year of the exile of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, in the year of evil Merodach, when he became king of Babylon, he released Jehoiachin, king of Judah, and freed him from prison on the twenty-fifth day of the twelfth month. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat of honor, higher than the other kings who had been taken to Babylon. So Jehoiachin put aside his prison clothes for the rest of his life and ate regularly at the king's table. Day by day, the king of Babylon gave Jehoiachin a regular allowance as long as he lived, until the day that he died. So the chapter ends with at least some understanding of what happened to one of the kings of Judah and how the kings of the other lands that the Babylonians attacked were not treated nearly as well. So this is where the book of the prophet Jeremiah ends, with the people going into exile and the temple being destroyed.